Hello, this is Alicia Hess. I'm owner of the Occasional Collective in Trainer, Iowa, and you are listening to Success in Iowa. Thank you for joining us on Success in Iowa. I'm Todd Studer, and today, special guest in studio and also business neighbor, of Bambi Wilson <laughs> of Bambi's Green Acres Natural Marketing Council Bluffs. Bambi, I, you're just right down the street from me, about two blocks. And you usually walk, and I feel really guilty I didn't walk this morning. <laughs> Literally <laughs> no, down the alley. It's uh, I like walking down there, and it uh, gives me just enough of a little bit of exercise to come into your <laughs> store. And I remember the first time that I came in there, I I'm looking too. around, and I'm thinking oh, wow, why haven't I been in this place before? This is really <laughs> nice. But that's not yeah. your first location of where you've been. This is actually, a, a, is it's, it a fairly recent move? No, actually, I've been at this location longer than I was the first one. So I'm 15 years at this location. And you were 10 years 10 at, years at the first location, which was down on West Broadway. On West Broadway, mm-hmm. where if, if anyone is familiar, it is where uh, Caddy's Restaurant sits exactly. now. Which is all redone. They've totally done a lot of, yeah. looks entirely different. Actually, ironically enough, the first time I went into Caddy's to eat, I stood in their front doorway, their vestibule, and that's exactly where my front door was. It was just so weird to feel that. I'm like, this is just so changed. Right there in the 100 block, yes. Let's first learn a little bit more about you because you have, uh, well, you have a a, a health food store essentially that uh, you sell supplements, you sell different food items. Um, I've I've sampled a lot of different things there. As a matter of fact, I've got stuff here in my drawer that came from your store. (laughs) Here's one, um, Rescue Pastilles. Uh, It's a natural stress relief that, um, you know, if I'm having kind of a stressful day, I'll pop one of those in my mouth and it takes the edge off. My husband lived on those. He was a high anxiety type of guy. They're great, yeah. Well, let's learn about your background okay. a little bit. Why did you decide to make a career out of this out of this field? Well, it wasn't my intention. Um, my dad, back in the early seventies, <clears throat> he was a young man then. He was born in thirty four, so he was in his thirties. He had um, had a lot of issues with doctors throughout the years, and he just was over them. Basically, he couldn't get results he needed. So he started studying alternative uh, methods at that time, which he wasn't a hippie, not born in the 30s. You either were a hippie or a weirdo. And all of his friends and my, my mom's friends all thought they were very strange, but they got started into the alternative methods, which went supplementation, things like that. He started studying Dr. Christopher's tapes. And at the time, he was going back to college when my brother and I were basically in high school. So he was a pretty cool guy. So we would come home, and we would have to engage in what he was doing because we were part of the household and still young. We would drink chlorophyll, you know, take alfalfa, take digestive enzymes, all things that just weren't heard of, say, in 1971. And so I just continued taking supplements as I got older. And um, my first career was actually a bartender, so it was far removed from what I'm doing now. That's a different kind of supplement. Yes, it is, definitely. (laughs) Although I still am kind of like a bartender, people belly up to the counter and I still give them advice much like I did as a bartender. But so that started me very interested in this world because it was starting to grow back then, although nothing like it is now. And after I uh, got married the first time and my oldest daughter was about two, I started working at a weight loss clinic, Nutrisystem, which everybody knows which I don't really tout that as being so nutritional, 
you know, losing weight's great and it's better for you. Um, but I was still very interested in the nutritional aspect of everything. So at that time, I worked about two years there. Then I went on over to work in Omaha at a, a family-owned, bigger health food store. And that's where my interest just peaked. And after so many years there, I started working at a, a large co-op in Omaha and managed a large co-op. And I, I started thinking, this is ridiculous at the age I'm at. I was getting older, late 30s. <laughs> older, that's funny to say that now. Um, and I thought, you know, I need to be doing this for myself. I'm working so hard for everybody else. I, I should be doing this myself. And I lived over here in Council Bluffs, but worked in Omaha. And I, there was nothing over here, literally. I think there was a general nutrition store, GNC, which every town has those. And so I started my journey to start the process to open my own business. Now, once... Um you reach a launch stage with opening a new business. A lot of stress involved with that, mm -hmm. but there's also, there's a growing period and you've got two separate things going on. I mean, you've got the products that you're learning about and you are uh, wanting to make sure that you have quality products in your Absolutely. store to be able to sell. But also there's the business side of it, which yes. is completely separate. And totally every business owner different. has to, yeah, we all yeah. have to deal with that. So Talk about that process and that learning process. That was a learning process because to even get back to what we were saying, getting started, it took me 18 months to even get, I went to 19 different financial institutions. I had to go out to Iowa Western and take a class on writing a business plan, which I'm sorry, I don't mean to be derogatory here, but you might as well be writing a business plan with Invisible Ink. It's just an intention. What a, That's what plans are. They're intentions on what you're going to do. And that was all new to me. I was, you know, 40 years old. I had never done anything like that before. So I took this course, made the outline, and went to 19 different banks. Well, unbeknownst to me, you needed to have capital or collateral. Well, I didn't have that. So I was just like, what are you talking about? I'm coming here to get that from you. But they needed me, though. You need to have at least a year's worth of, of wages set back. You need to have all this. Otherwise, you're not going to be successful. That's all I heard was negativity from 19 different banks, um, how I'm not going to make it. There's no way I could make it without having this amount of money set back for emergencies, which I understand that now. But that that wasn't where I was. I didn't have collateral. I just wanted to start this business. My passion was incredible. Well, after 19 different banks, uh, the husband at the time um, said, we're done. We need to stop this. We're, we've ran out of options. And that just wasn't something I was willing to do, nor was my father, because my father was always my biggest fan. And he's the one who started me doing this. And he taught me so, so much about alternative medicines anyway. So uh, at the time, my father said, that's it. I'm going to cash in an insurance policy that he'd been paying on for years. And so he cashed it in. He was a state farm agent, and it was a state farm policy, and it amounted to only $70,000. Now, you know, it's a lot of money for us, but to start a business, no. So I actually started on the smallest shoestring you can imagine, and I, I 25 years ago, started at 70000 And the banks just said, you're not going to make it. What I'm taking from your story <laughs> is something that I've heard from a lot of different people, and it's something that I've also incorporated into myself, that when you don't know what to do, mm -hmm do something. Exactly. It doesn't matter if it's wrong because exactly. you can correct that. Yeah. But doing the wrong thing is way better than doing nothing. Than doing nothing. Because nothing is a guarantee for failure. Absolutely. And 
we call this podcast Success in Iowa, but you only need to be successful once. <laughs> yeah. You just keep grinding and grinding and grinding at it. And that sounds like that's what you that's did. I mean, I 19 did. different no's. 19 different banks. And they just said, you're not going to make it. And um, I eventually, to go back a little bit, got one of the banks to agree. And it was a local bank. And um, SBA was going to guarantee a loan. But at that time, then <clears throat> my husband at that time said, no, Council Bluffs, you're not going to make it here. We need to move it to Omaha. There's the bigger population. He just didn't think he'd make it here. So SBA pulled out because they said, no, we were going to do it here in Council Bluffs. And that was just a little bit before my dad offered this. So that was another little, you know, wrench in the works that I was going to get a loan and then they turned it down. So I opened it over here because there was nothing here. And I thought, no, this is stupid. Most of the population of Council Bluffs came over to the store I worked at in Omaha. They were from Council Bluffs. So... I knew if I opened up something here, why wouldn't they stay here? So that's what I did. How long did it take before you started to realize that, all right, I've got something here. This can actually work. Probably about seven years into it. Seven years? I'd say seven years because it was just one crazy disaster after another. I I was beginning to think the universe was against me <laughs> because I would just get on my feet and a crazy crazy thing would happen that wouldn't even happen to anybody else. And it kept doing that for the longest time. And I thought, okay, somehow somebody doesn't want me to have this business, but I just kept my blinders on. I didn't ever allow failure to come into my vocabulary. I just kept fixing that problem that would come up. And I just kept going because I just, there was no way that I was going to allow this to fail. But after about seven years, I figured, you know, I think I can do this. It couldn't all have been negative, though. There had to have been no, some positive things there coming positive through. positive things, and, yeah. too. Those negative things that kept happening were just a obstacle that I, I just overcame, and I wasn't going to allow it to be. Yes, there's no way that I would be here 25 years later if there weren't positivity involved with it. Do you have any clients that you knew back then that you're still seeing today? Oh, yeah, many. Yeah. And we've lost a lot too, you know, with age. I've lost a lot of, of customers to them just old and dying. And so, yeah, I've seen a lot in 25 years. As a young man, I can remember seeing uh, who I consider to be older people then, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> who are younger no. than me now, but taking different supplements mm -hmm. and uh, whether it be a multivitamin or something specific that they were taking. And there would be about four or five different things they're taking. And I'm thinking to myself, well, that's never going to be me. Why? <laughs> that's just a sign of being old. And then oh. I started to age a little bit and, you know, the body aches and everything else comes in as that's just natural with aging. And I started to find out that um, taking supplements really can change your life. Boy, it, it does. And it has mine. I am learning more and more every day. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it I'm learning from you now that I know your store is there and I come in and because and, we have you. spoken that, yeah. uh, okay, here's something that I have going on. And you say, all right, let's go over and take a look at this. And, <laughs> and you actively take me over and we uh, look at some of the different options mm -hmm. uh, that are there. And th there had to have been a, a fairly large learning process in order for you to gain the initial knowledge, but also... It's ongoing, isn't it? It's Don't ongoing. you have? Yeah. It's daily. I mean, I never will ever 
say that I know everything because there's no way. Um, it something new happens every day in this industry, in the in the nutritional industry. So that's one of the things I love about it. You know that I'm continuing to learn and and grow my knowledge. Now I'm not a I don't have a degree. I mean, I don't. Uh, over all these years I've been doing this, you know, I've gone to classes, you know, the companies, the big companies will offer you to come out and do classes and, and so forth. And I'll do that whenever I have a chance. A good lot of it is from personal experience, having used supplements and alternative methods since the early 70s. Other people, my customers teach me. I mean, they'll come in and say something that I'll go, oh, you know what, that's right. So it's, you know, it comes full circle. It's, it's a, a process with everybody involved, as far as I'm concerned. When you look back to when you talked about with your father uh, mm-hmm. starting down that journey and the reputation, you mentioned the word hippie, and, and yes. that's where people's mind Mine used goes. to go. Yeah, it did. Has it, yeah. has it changed a lot, or is that a little bit of that still hanging on? Oh, it's changed a lot. I mean, I, I don't see that hanging on at all anymore. I mean, when I started the the business, only about 15% of the population took supplements. I honestly don't know what that percentage is now, but it's increased tremendously. Well, with the amount that I take, I think I'm up in that average. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's definitely changed. So no, there's no stigma on that anymore as it being something that just, you know, a hippie did. And, and of course, as we know, it was a good thing that hippies did do that and get it started, you know, in their communes or however it did get started because it's, it's a pharmaceutical world and we still have to navigate that and, and separate the two. Well, it's not just a pharmaceutical world. It's a preservative world. Oh, uh, my you goodness, know, walk yes. through the grocery store and it's, it, it's, you can look at the ingredients of what are the, whatever it is that you're eating and the people, and I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. I used to use cold, canned ravioli as chip dip. Oh, Todd. <laughs> oh, my God. This, this is the life of a single man in his 20s. Oh but there's the only thing that that had the ability to do was make me not hungry anymore. Oh, yeah. But there was zero nutritional value. Zero nutrition it. and lots of detriment, I'm sure. And everything <laughs> that is on the shelf is, it, it's really designed for shelf life. That's what it's designed for. And because of that, it's not natural ingredients that are making it last. Nope. And I have found that the closer I stick to an all natural diet, and believe me, I'm not perfect about this. Oh, none of us are. No. I'm not either. The closer I stick to it, the better I feel. Mm -hmm. And I think that, but still, I don't do it. So it's kind of a... uh, uh, surprise to why, why don't I do it? Because, <laughs> because know. we get caught up and we get tired and it's convenient. That's why it's called convenience food. It, 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 it happens to all of us. I mean, we need to try and strive, you know, to do better, but we're not going to be perfect. We're going, you know, I even have, uh, health food, junk food. It's just the way it is. It doesn't usually contain the same kind of preservatives what you're going to find, you know, over the counter at the grocery stores and so forth. But there still is health food, junk food. How do you decide what it is that's going on your shelf? As far as the company or the product? Or company or product. I mean, <clears throat> because it, I'm sure that you are always looking for new things. There so are what, new things. What goes into that decision-making process? Um, I do research. Um, part of what we talked about earlier and you brought up is that 
having been in the industry as long as I have, basically since 1986, and having the opportunity to work at a large health food store in Omaha, to get to the knowledge of what the companies are, how they how they you know produce their products, all of that, I I just make sure that it's something that I would take. I would never suggest taking something to a customer that I wouldn't take. And there are new companies all the time and, and, and new products all the time. So if a new company approaches me, then I just usually do the research on them to find out, do they have third-party testing? You know, where are most of their products from? I mean, I'm not saying I haven't had some boo-boos over the years because I have. I've had to, you know, get rid of several companies. Um, and that happens. But <clears throat> what what a health food store like mine has on the shelf you're not going to find that at Target, Walmart, um, any of the places that Sam's. You know, people come in and tell me they get those giant bottles that look like they're a prop. <laughs> you know, well, I can get three hundred and fifty thousand fish oil at Sam's for nine ninety nine. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, there you go. That ought to tell you something. That you know, they're quality products need to be tested they especially fish oil it has mercury it has other pollutants in it that have to be tested out of there taken out of there so i i part of my uh mantra is to put health in your hands that's what my mantra is on my card my business card and it it is true i want to teach people what to look for so they will go out and choose wisely grasshopper Well, you are, uh, as you said, you've been in business for 25 years, and you didn't start as a brand new young person straight out no, of school. I so, didn't. I was 40. So at this stage of what you're doing, are you thinking about an exit strategy, or are you still just going strong and want to keep moving along? I do want an exit strategy, although I've been told for all these years by my customers that I could never retire, and I used to take that as a great compliment, but it, it's... It is in a way, but of course I'm going to retire. I, I've worked many, many, many years. My exit strategy, strategy, I hope, will be that someone will buy my store. It is Bambi's Green Acres, but all they've got to do is scrape that Bambi's off the, <laughs> the window there, and it's still Green Acres. Absolutely. You know, and what my little dream would be is to sell it to I would have to make sure the person is who I would want to sell it to and have them keep me on, have them keep me on as a consultant, you know, and maybe work several days a week and let the customers know that that's when I will be there and can help out. That's just kind of a little dream. It's going to be a couple of years though, Todd. Not, uh, so it, it's not something that is directly on the horizon. And no. I'm sure that any of your current clients are breathing a collective sigh of relief oh, about yeah. that. I don't talk to them about it because it is, it panics them. What will we do? What will we do? Well, you know, I, realistically, of course, you're going to retire. I mean, some people don't. Some people keep working. That's, I kind of want to experience retirement. I may not like it, but I kind of want to experience it at some sure. point. But no, it's going to be several years down down the road before well, we can do that. <laughs> what what I love about your story is that is the fact that you didn't start as, as a brand new young person out of school. This is something that you decided later in life that you wanted to do, and you've turned it into something that, in my mind, is inspiring. I'm. Thank you. Uh, you know, I start. I'm in my fifties, and when I started this facility right here, there's other folks in town that uh, in 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 the Council Bluffs area that have done the same thing. Um, well, Doreen Blakely with Modern Matriarch Distillery comes to mind. That you know, she much later and the thought 
you know, I can do this and I'd like to have something to pass on. Mm -hmm. So that's why she started that. And it, there's more of those stories out there, I think, than people realize. I think so. We just get caught up in what we're doing because you're focusing on that and you don't realize how many people are. Success, as we talked about, this is the name of your podcast here, is, is really subjective. Absolutely. Yes, it is. Entirely. You know, it doesn't, I mean, do I have a summer home at a lake? No. No, I wasn't successful enough in that way, but I was successful in so many other ways, so many other ways that I can't, you know, feel bad about that. No, I think that everyone gets to define what that means to them. And if you are comparing your definition of success to what someone else is achieving and and putting Mm -hmm. it as a, you know, as a marker of, are you ahead in the score or not? Well, you've missed the point. Exactly. You know, it's, it has a lot more to do with how much satisfaction are you getting out of life? Mm-hmm. And that seldom truly has anything to do with the dollar sign. Absolutely. And I know that for me, I enjoy coming in here and uh, I enjoy getting to meet uh, all of the different people mm-hmm. that come through here. I'd, I've loved the opportunity to get to know you over the past few months since I've been down into the area. The fact that you're not thinking about retiring anytime soon is exciting to me. (laughs) Uh, And plus, I think that uh, this part of town in in Council Bluffs, uh, coming down South Main, there's a lot of room for more of of your type of place. I hope it happens. Um, We just really need to invite new businesses here. I can get them down to my store, people from out of town, people from Omaha, and then they'll go, well, where else should I look around? And that's where I just freeze and look at them with this face of, oh my goodness, we need to keep other businesses down here that once they're at a store like mine, they're going to go on down the road and go to the next store and the next store. And I understand why the block is mostly offices because the courthouse is very close to us, as you know, and their offices are very convenient, but we need some more restaurants. We need some more little retail stores. We need things to keep people shopping in Council Bluffs. And we're getting a couple down this direction on South Main. I mean, there's some great restaurants. There There is. um, I'm, I'm a big fan of the uh, uh, Mexican restaurant that's right across the street. Oh, (laughs) absolutely. It's just an icon here institution. And then there's um, Stella and Irene's, which was Wendy's, and they're fabulous. And even the um, Main Street Cafe. Yes. Main Street Cafe, they have pies, and it's comfort food for sure. But there's a lot of older people that love to go in there and hang out and have their cheap cup of coffee and have it refilled over and over and that's old that's that. old fashioned restaurant style absolutely we still need that you used to see and, and you still do in some communities around Smaller. the state of Iowa mm-hmm. uh, I uh, was born in Iowa Falls Iowa oh. and which is kind of right in the middle it's about an hour a little over an hour and some change north of Des Moines and there's a place there uh, the Princess Cafe is still there mm-hmm. and it's it's been around for I, I don't even know how long I'd Forever. hate to guess, but it's probably at least 80 years. And wow. the, the original counter is still in there. You can get, uh, you know, it's an old soda shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my first experience with eating cottage cheese was peaches, was in that place. You know, <laughs> and it's, it's uh, these types of places, I think, are what we're all forgetting that truly make up the economy that we're all a part of. Small businesses, I, I was talking with Sue Pitts at, the, at Iowa Western Community College, and she heads up the Small Business Development Center there. Mm-hmm. And 
she was telling me just last night that small businesses like you and I have, and, and I consider you to be even, you're, you're past where I'm at. I'm trying to get there, but uh, <laughs> 99% of what's going on in this country is folks like us. Yep. And That's what made the, the country the way it is. We are just out here grinding. And we're being forgotten. Absolutely, we're being forgotten. Mm-hmm. And you think back 20, 30 years ago, do you remember when everyone was all upset when Walmart was going through oh, their big yes. expansion and they're putting Walmarts everywhere? Oh, it's going to be the end. We found a new way of doing business. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, a shop like yours is what is needed that's going to thrive because you are providing something that a large box store can't. Or I'm not I'm not trying to say they don't have their place, but what I am saying is that we need something with a tie still to that personal service and and the personal attention mm-hmm. that someone can get by walking into your store and it's so important to maintain these. Um so you know, important. I, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, the, the biggest, uh, besides the economy being really, really bad right now, is Amazon, as we all know. And it's, you know, hurt my business. There's no doubt about that. And it's getting worse, actually. Our customers even will say, oh, well, you know, I normally get this on Amazon, but I thought I'd come in here today and get it. And I know they're not thinking when they say that. They don't mean to be malicious or hurtful. But when they walk out, Nanette and I, who works with me, we both just shake our heads and go, I don't get it. It's not that I don't and have not ordered on Amazon, but there's so much about Amazon just a normal person does not understand. And, you know, and I didn't even understand it until some of my reps from my companies would tell us what happens. Like, for instance, they can buy a pallet of something, let's say vitamin D3, from one of my companies. They can buy a pallet of it, but then they can take that product and sell it to somebody else over here that maybe has a garage or a barn where they store their stuff and then sell it online. You don't know how long it's been sitting there. You don't know what the conditions are that are in their warehouse or whatever they want to call it. So you just don't know the quality. The other thing that they can do is they can uh, make labels. I had a customer come in and was really complaining about a price of something that she was getting off Amazon for basically what I paid for it. So I called my company, and I, I was just kind of very upset. And I said, I, how am I going to compete? How is this going to happen? And she said, well, I'm really sorry for those people because we don't sell to Amazon. I said, it's your label. She said, yep, they're copying our label. Wow. So we don't even know this type of thing. So when someone comes in, let's say I couldn't get that product. I ordered it, and then I say, I'm sorry it didn't come in. They go, well, I just got it off Amazon. How come Amazon has it? There you go. That's why. We don't know how long they've had the product. Did they buy a pallet of it? Because I'm ordering direct from the manufacturer, and they're out of it. And with supply chain problems and everything that we're all going through mm-hmm. in every aspect that we shop at, same reason. But they want, we're just human, and humans want what they want when they want it. And they want it now, and, and we've become that kind of society well, as we cycle back to something we were talking about towards the beginning of this podcast, when you don't know what to do, do something. Mm-hmm. This is just another thing that you are overcoming. And a lot of times we can't see the light at the end of the tunnel when we're trying to find a solution to something. We can only see our progress by looking behind us because it just it, it doesn't it doesn't reveal itself mm-hmm. until after we've gone a certain distance with whatever it might be. And then we think, oh, wait a minute. I am actually making progress here, and I have actually figured something yeah. out. And didn't even realize that I did. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of the same 
thought processes that went into when you launched and, and in order to grow your business, you're still dealing with today, mm-hmm. but that is what success takes, perseverance, and that's mm-hmm. what you're doing. Yeah, I just, uh, I didn't know I had that in me. I just never put it in my head that there'd be failure. You know, it's negativity begets negativity. Like we talked about, if you're negative, it's going to make everything around you negative. So I just, I didn't do that. Well, and uh, there's, I I throw things up on social media every once in a while. I call them tips from Todd, Uh, (laughs) but they are uh, usually something I've stolen (laughs) or or borrowed without permission. If if I did do that, I'll credit whoever the quote is um, that I'm getting from. But one of my favorites, uh, along with all the other things I've talked about, is, you know, failure only exists when you quit. Yep. If you're not quitting, you haven't failed. You just haven't found the right way yet. So it's not a failure. Mm -hmm. And this is something new that you're dealing with and and you're trying to overcome. And history would indicate that everything that you've faced so far, you've overcome. So there's really no reason to think that it won't happen again. So um, as I said, these types of stories I find inspiring, which is I get more out of this probably than anyone uh, yeah. having, having you come in here and sit down and talk about this. So uh, before we let you go, let's let folks know where they can find you because you've got, well, obviously you have your uh, physical store mm-hmm. and also I found your website, mm-hmm. I found your Facebook page, all of these things. So let's let folks know where they can find you. Okay. I'm at 805 South Main in Council Bluffs and... For those of you who don't know, it's the old historical Haymarket area. They call it Haymarket. It's basically, I'm three blocks south of the courthouse in Council Bluffs. And the building I'm in is actually a historical building. They were all built in the 1800s. The building right next to me that they're basically hooked together was the original firehouse of Council Bluffs. I actually had pictures at one time of a horse and carriage with the hoses on the back and the tank, you know, however they filled up the tanks, coming out of his um, overhead door from the 1800s. So this whole block is very historical. And there's a lot of things down here as well. Of, yeah, of, there you know, are. The Hoff Center is down in this yep. part of town. Um, they've got the artist lofts uh, where... Just a uh, block. Yeah, that's just of me. That's just a block from you. Um, one of my favorite places, Canesville Collectibles, just across yes. the street down here. Behind where us, if, yeah. if you want to uh, uh, experience what it's like to step back in time and see mountains of vinyl records, is that where you got your uh, vinyl out here in front? Yeah. Oh, my display. Yeah. yeah, those all came. Oh, yeah, those all came from uh, across the street. It's just I walk over there and you know he'll say, "Oh, we got some new stuff in," and there's a. Uh, there's an old Little Richard album down there on, that oh, I just wow. picked up. Uh, that uh, These are not things I play. They're just for display. But in, You in need some, to play them. Well, I don't have an... I, I need to find a turntable that's yes, work, <laughs> working. Turntable. <laughs> they have them new. I mean, you can buy a new one because it's, it's back in vogue again. Right. Well, and I don't know if you listen to much vinyl, but if you, if you get some clean vinyl, meaning it's not yeah. full of scratches, and the sound is just completely different. It is. And it really is a a musician friend of mine calls it a warm sound and I think that's very accurate way to describe it Uh, when they came out with CDs it was a big thing that they were separating the sound and everything sounded crisp and and Mm -hmm. at the time that was very interesting and new but to be able to go back to vinyl and a lot of artists are are re-releasing things on vinyl or even some of the new stuff they have they're putting out on vinyl Mm -hmm. 
Which give is really a, expensive yeah. to do, probably. It, it is. It, it's a lot more expensive, but give it a try and uh, see if we can't bring some back some of these record stores because oh, um, incredible. it sounds different than just downloading an MP3. So different. So that, that's known as taking a tangent. <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> anyway, Bambi Wilson of Bambi's Green Acres Natural Marketing Council Bluffs, thank you so much Thanks, for Tom. telling your story. So appreciate and, you brought me over. And I'm looking forward to uh, uh, all of the new stuff you're going to teach me anytime that I walk in there. And, and you've got, uh, well, I bought a bag of sugar that I'm still using uh, out of your store. Mm-hmm. That it, it completely different than the stuff that I would find anywhere else. It changed, and I make my son French toast quite a bit, and uh-huh. it completely changed the taste of that because yeah. it's just such a more natural product. And, and I know that there's a lot of different things like that in there. So, again, congratulations on all of your success so far, and I look forward to talking again. You too. Thank you.